Okay, anyway, good evening. Let's do this. Good evening. Hey, Jen. Hey, Noam. How you doing? All right. It's uh, Wednesday night. We're all crossed out. No uh, Rick and Morty voices today. Oh, geez, Rick. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we might get there eventually. No, we're going to have to make ugly cry noises. <laughs> I was watching uh, deep fakes of myself. Fucking myself, <laughs> Morty. <laughs> Jeez, That's Rick, I... did, you, did you pay for it? <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to pay myself from another dimension to actually film a porno with myself from another, another dimension. I, I don't know, Rick. That doesn't sound very ethical. <laughs> Did, did you consent to, to the deep fake form of yourself My, from another I, dimension? It, it does. If I consent to it, does that count as consent for the me from the other dimension? Because it's me. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know, man. It's all it all sounds really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's going to be the theme of today's. Uh... Well, the theme is well, the not. theme is ugly crying. Yes. It's just who we're going to talk about ugly crying first. Everybody's ugly. Atriox ugly crying. Cutie Cinderella's ugly crying. Uh, yeah, I ugly cried. Jen. See, it's funny because Jen, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna like blow up your spot, Jen. Right? Because you said uh, whatever. Because you you tweeted something at me that made me laugh. Because I, you said something about how you were ugly crying, and I just posted in reply like me awkwardly sitting there mm -hmm. and you were like i didn't want to blow up your spot and you're like you didn't want to blow up my spot <laughs> i wasn't sure <laughs> oh i am the first to admit and, and and i always knew this day was going to come at some point in this friendship where you were going to like witness this i am an ugly crier like i do not look cute when i cry at all like my face gets all crumpledy my skin's all splotchy like i do i do not look good when i cry Epis like it's bad it's episode bad. one i think almost got you yeah because i mean well that one that didn't get me as bad because i knew what was coming yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna talk about episode three later you know to, like at the, the end of the show but uh yeah we can uh we can start with because we we're gonna talk about atriarch and about parasocial relationships and all that shit because the parasocial relationships came because of a whole other thing because i was tweeting at some some e-girl about uh again because it is kind of related to this whole like ai story okay well let's back it up right so i uh, do, do you want to explain because this is of your world yes of of streamers my, of my world because... the world of porn and <laughs> oh, i mean and twitch crush. streaming i i what what you do in your spirit i we um yes i i listen i don't i don't want to know <laughs> i if hey okay so <laughs> so the world of like uh the world of like twitch content creators is a a world uh that is uh not entirely clickish, but there is a big click, yeah. right? I mean, Plus click it's, also, it's it's very small. And yeah, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and I mean, click is is not the right way to describe it because it's not that they're snobbish. It's that at that level, 
you kind of start to intermix. For example, a big thing that's uh, that's uh, that where content creators kind of uh, help each other up is collabs, right? Mm -hmm. You have a streamer that you like and they're smaller than you. You bring them on their stream. There's often like streamer collectives and streamer houses and streamer brand management uh, echelons where mm. somebody will start like a brand management corporation for streamers that are smaller than him, become partners. That's relevant to later. Right. And also streamers date each other, which also becomes relevant to later. <laughs> yes. They all go to this because you because because it starts from going to the same conventions, being sponsored by the same people. And then, yeah, you get represented by the same brand management people. You end up in the same places. You're all making lots and lots of money, right? Lots of money. Yeah. Think about so much money. Yeah. It's a little like uh, it's a little like uh, every behind the music story that you watch about either like the 60s or like the 90s where there were these like new young, new bands of people who weren't you know from la you came to la and i've got these giant deals and all of a sudden like making lots of money are intermixing with each other and uh you know back then it was a lot of like drugs and stuff and here these people are all like squeaky clean zoomers it's really um, uh, no air quotes here i mean well no <laughs> well, squeaky, because but squeaky because... clean meaning like they're not they're not going on drug benders and stuff like because the image is like so so important Right. right. And, and that's, that's kind of the angle that we want to talk about in the story, but go, go ahead and explain right. okay. to the people. Okay. So Atrioc, a big streamer, millions of followers on YouTube, uh, brand management, all kinds of crap like that, like big time makes lots of money, probably millions of dollars, mm -hmm. uh, got in trouble because on a stream he, uh, was tabbing all tabbing he opened all, he like uh he was browsing between all of the things that he had open on his screen and one of them somebody recognized as being uh image from a, a website a porn website that had deep fake porn of streamer girls mm -hmm. what's deep fake porn asks k dot that's an excellent question because i was actually gonna explain that in a teeny bit more detail so deep fake technology is the technology that lets you uh, superimpose somebody's face onto something else. Uh, a really famous one was like, there was like a fake Tom Cruise video uh, where, where somebody did like a Tom Cruise impression and then they took Tom Cruise's face and they put it on that face. It's sort of the same similar technology to what they use for like digital de-aging if they want to make somebody younger in a movie Recently, the movie The Irishman, the Martin Scorsese movie The Irishman, was filmed entirely using two cameras. Every scene was filmed with two cameras. One was a regular camera, and the other was a camera that filmed it with a special sensor in order for them to be able to take all of that footage and make them all look younger in it, right? Mm -hmm. It was like a whole pain in the ass just to do that. The problem is, with all of this AI stuff, that technology is getting cheaper and simpler for people to just do it at home. You're also not trying tech. I mean, again, if you're making a, a deep fake porn, you're not trying to fool somebody into believing that it's real. It just has to be good enough for them to get off on it. Right. right? You're not making, you're not Shamook. You're not doing Luke Skywalker. Right. In the Mandalorian. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, and that's what I said when we were talking about the Damar Hamlin video. I was like, you should take Disney, what Disney is doing, for example, or whatever, as probably as good as we can do it right now because they have all the money and all the talent. Mm -hmm. 
And so if it's if something looks way better than like Disney's best digital recreation of a dead person, it's probably real. I'm saying probably because you know we're we're in that like gray territory. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so Atrioc got busted, and the problem there's a couple of problems. One, he knows these people. Some of them uh you know more more closely than others one of them is the girlfriend of his best friend mm-hmm. ludwig another big streamer we'll talk about it in a second and the second one is that uh he had to pay to see this because he had said in his first crying apology video he said i was on pornhub and i clicked this ad because it was on every video and then i fell down a rabbit hole that's basically how he described it the- fell down a rabbit hole that involved you grabbing your credit card and then putting it into a website because that's because the guy who run the ran the website then came out imagine being thrown <laughs> I mean- imagine being thrown under the bus by the guy who did the deep fake right. porn website right and he was like ah excuse me you have to pay me to even see this. He took his website down, by the way, like after all this controversy, because I think he also got spooked about getting sued. Right. Because these people are very powerful. And yeah, this is and this is a legal gray area. But I do think that all you need is one good case for it to be considered, you know, revenge porn or in some way non-consensual. It could be considered like slander in a way. You know what I mean? Like it could be libelous to 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 like pretend that a video that you have is of somebody doing porn if you literally faked it right right and i mean the women that we're talking about like female twitch streamers like it's it's a weird thing where like obviously even if they're not portraying themselves in a sexual fashion there's people that want to sexualize them and portray them in that fashion but these are also women that make a shit ton of money like we're talking millions and millions of dollars a year so they would actually have like the money and the juice if they really like wanted to sue somebody for this like they have the funds to make that happen yeah also this guy is a real because like uh because pokimane who is one of the streamers who was on this website and pokimane is a uh very very big very popular streamer Mm -hmm. uh who is the center of a lot of controversies she was involved in controversies herself but she and she's you know she's very attractive and she also like you know she puts sexy pictures of herself and and she she did a, actually she made a actually a really good video about this where she said people are saying to me oh you post these pictures you post these pictures Maya Higa the other girl in right. the porn video is the most wholesome content creator ever she rescues animals like if you go to her Twitter all it is is like pictures of this like cute smiling girl with like say rescuing animals like her content is wholesome she's not like a quote unquote e-girl and Pokemon said like and even if she was that doesn't mean you can do this but even on top of that it wasn't even that they were uh that that the idea is oh you're 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 sexing it up anyway it was like no no because she isn't and she was still on this website um but yeah cutie cinderella who's another uh one of these uh streamers all these names i've noticed by the way and me being one of these people you know who like i go to parties in the real world and people call me by my internet username right you know i used to say that when i watched the matrix i always thought it was really cringe that they called each other by their usernames because it was like 1999 i was like Mm -hmm. really trinity neo don't you have fucking names but now like that's my life (laughs) like i go somewhere like i'm at a bar and i hear like uh neon It's really fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, so all of these like usernames, QD Cinderella, right? And she is the girlfriend of this other guy, Ludwig, right? Uh, big, big 
giant streamer again. And he also is one of these guys who covers all these dramas and he had to make this video because it's his best friend and now they can't work together anymore. Fucking mess, right? Right. It's like he couldn't like not say anything because, I mean, it involves his girlfriend. I mean, and to like let that slide would not be like super cool on like a personal boyfriend level. I don't think he would have. I don't think that would have happened. He even said in this video, he said like, I prioritize being a boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I actually don't doubt it. He seems uh, like Ludwig seems like a really sort of clean dude. He even made his last video before the video that he had to make about this was a video about how somebody leaked uh, a chat group of, again, e-girls, never mind, cute online girls whose brand is to be cute and have lots of followers. They had like some kind of like DM group and somebody leaked DMs from there where they were all like shitting on each other and and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he, Ludwig went into this whole rant about how content creators, they're all, the the thing you see is like fake and it's a curated image and they all got to be really careful. And he was, (laughs) it was like a, uh, an amazingly (laughs) prophetic, yeah, extremely prophetic, uh, 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 video. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what, I don't know what to say. Cause like, well, I mean, the reason that we brought this up is not just to talk about like Twitch streamer drama, but like, the idea of parasocial relationships is something that we've been meaning to discuss for like a long time now and like other stuff just keeps coming up. And so this was like finally like, okay, parasocial relationships, go. <laughs> because the whole thing behind this and the reason why he had to like apologize so profusely and then he even like issued another apology today in like a twit longer where he was just like, I'm so sorry. And this is so horrible. And and the and the part that kind of like got everybody pissed off is like at the end of the written apology, he basically told everybody who was like trying to stick up for him and defend his actions. He's like, fuck you. I don't want your support, which first of all, on a logistical level, um, those are going to be the only people still watching your Twitch stream. So you might not want to piss them off right now. But the whole reason that he's had to go and do all this because there's been a lot of questions like, okay, what's the big deal? Like you watched it fake for him, whatever. The thing is his image and the, the, the brand that he created was based around this idea that, Oh, I don't, I don't support this kind of thing. I don't support people like shitting on women on Twitch. I don't support people like sexualizing them. We don't, I don't allow like, certain things in my chat like i ban people for like talking about women in a certain way and now all of a sudden here you are paying for deep fake porn of women that are like technically your co-workers and he said you know morbid curiosity and some of them said like okay but you know first of all no. you're paying them and be like now now everybody knows about it like there was a whole like spike in online searches mm-hmm. of the terms and of that website all that stuff and yeah the thing you just mentioned was the thing that i flew off the handle over because again apologies all that crap whatever if you want to say to people, the people who want to defend me, you should say something like this. You should say to the fans who are out there defending what I did, I need you to understand that I don't think what I did was good. And I don't think I understand that you have like this desire to to stick up for me because, you know, like your fans or or whatever, but understand that I don't think that what I did was okay. And so you're not actually helping me by saying that what I did was okay. But instead he was like, fuck you. I don't want you to be my fans. And it's like, 
How dare you? You're the one who actually did it. You can't, like, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to be a moral high ground person here. That's how you approach it. You say to your fans, you're misguided here because I think that I did something wrong. And so I don't want you to defend me by saying that what I did wasn't wrong. You don't say, I don't want you as a fan, you fucking sicko. It's like, shut up. And and this is why... We want to discuss this in like the this sort of realm of parasocial relationships because there's like if you want to watch like reaction videos on the situation itself, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube. Actually, probably the funniest one I saw was Moist Criticals, where he said that like there's deep fake porn of him actually like like giving two hand jobs at once. Like, and it's kind of funny if you know what this dude looks like. I mean, he's not like a bad looking dude, but he's like clearly not a porn star either no. he's also like five six or something like that. he's like right. short i i love Char- i love charlie right. but also ludwig said something i didn't like about that where he was he was basically trying to make this argument that like oh if somebody had put a deep fake porn of my balls on the internet that would have been no big deal or something like that because you know because of how, men yeah, and women how we, yeah, how we, yeah. i don't think that makes it okay <laughs> like that's the thing like i think i the thing i don't like is where people have this idea of like, ah, men will be fucking fine if that happens. It's like, don't assume that. Just say it's never okay. You right. know, That's, like, it's don't... a lot easier to be like, uh, how about you don't put anybody in any kind of porn situation unless, because because like I said, and Ludwig too, you know, the people like that are like, oh yeah, that's fun. Do it for the goof. Do it for the goof. That's cool. Fine. That's literally the thing that these girls are talking about when they're saying consent. You know, if somebody's like, yeah, I'm cool with you doing it. That's you're giving them consent, right? Right. And and there's a whole conversation to be had there about the expectations of like how you would how you should react as a guy if this happens to you versus a woman, because it's 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 different how we perceive men's bodies and women's bodies and who gets sexualized and who doesn't. But that's not the point. That's not the point of this conversation. Right. That's a whole nother conversation. But, but it but, ties into the parasocial thing because the, the people who jumped to defend Atrioc were a lot of them people who like, you know, felt like they were his boys, you know, like they liked him and they were like, I'm defending my guy. He's so good, whatever. But like, and then, then you discover that not only are you not friends with him, but like on a dime, not only will he say like, no, no, dude, dude, it's okay. He'll say like, all of a sudden he's on their side, you know, like he switches on a dime that he's all, it's really not like you're, he's being on, like, I really, I'm actually like legitimately angry at how right. he reacted. I mean, there. it's, it's being, well, this is, this gets down to the crux of parasocial relationships and why he needs to act this way right now is because on social media writ large, be it Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is that you're on, what you are putting out there is a specifically curated image of yourself. Like, even for those of us who discuss some things more than others, like, it's still like anything that you know about me from Twitter is because I chose to put it there. Like, this, this is, and I don't like curate my image like that, but I mean, it's not like I'm like, trying to appeal to a certain group or trying to be like, Oh, I I'm, I'm this kind of person when I'm not, which is where, where we come into the problem here is that, okay. So you put yourself out there. Like you're, you're not that guy, but you are that guy and you get busted being that guy. So now you have to go on the defensive. You have to do this like weepy ass Twitch stream with your wife sitting there, which like, why, why do dudes do that? Like why, why brand new wife? 
Why is that a thing? Why, why does she need to be sitting there? And I, and, and this happens like, I, people were like, what is she even doing there? Like, okay, first off, have you ever seen a politician who's trying to like get their weight up a sex scandal? Like the wife has to stand there. And I'm like, that just annoys me anyway. But the whole thing is, okay, so this is your image. This is the public persona that you've crafted for yourself. When you make it to a certain level, and this is how you literally pay your rent, to be found out to be fake is the kiss of death. That is the end of your career. So now, now he has to go out here and do this particular sort of apology to try to rehab his image and somehow make everybody forget that, like, you paid to watch deep fake porn of women that you said you said you respected and you said that you liked their content and you've worked with them. But in the background, in your real life, in your off-cam life, you're jerking off the deep pick porn of them. And that's where the problem comes in is that you have to preserve that image because parasocial relationships are how you make your money on social media. Yeah. you And, and uh, that kind of leads to the, that discussion that I had with this, only fans. I mean, it wasn't a discussion we didn't speak. I just commented on the, her dumb tweet or dumb thread about a, cause again, AI, this comes back into the whole AI and the idea yeah. that uh, there's currently, there's uh, a bunch of images making the rounds of like really, really hot girls in skimpy, tiny bikinis that are all AI generated. Mm -hmm. And the meme is like, it's over. It's over for the, it's over for the e-girls. It's over for the only fans mm -hmm. girls. Right. Because you could just AI generate stuff like that. And so some OnlyFans girl went on this whole rant about how the parasocial relationship is the thing. And an AI can't recreate that. And someone had such a great point. They were like, but parasocial relationships are fake. Why do you think that an, you're saying an AI can't fake a fake thing? Of course Whoa, it can. It's, it's already a fake thing. It's already something that's being faked. And there's, I've, I have had this conversation with dudes so many times where they've been like, why does anybody pay for OnlyFans? Like you can watch porn for free on the internet. I'm like, you're not paying for the porn. You're paying for the access to the woman. You're paying for the parasocial relationship. You're paying for the idea that, and I've struggled to figure out how to phrase this because it's not like like most dudes aren't stupid. They don't think that like, okay, I pay her X amount of dollars a month. This means like she's my girlfriend or something. No, but I mean, but with, you, you think that you're a part of that person's life. Yeah. But the, 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 when, 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 when this, uh, when this, when this girl is thinking about AI, what she's not thinking about is some dude named Gus, who's a 40 and has a beer belly and an AI piece of AI software can run in OnlyFans and make millions of dollars because people think he's a hot blonde with big tits. That's the thing. She thinks, oh, a computer is going to do all of this. No, no, no. The computer is just going to supply the tits. Some dude is going to be sitting there with like a beer and a joint talking through a voice modulator to some other dude who's jerking off because he thinks he's a hot girl. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that's going to drive you out of business. Not a machine. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's, yeah. Here's the thing like that, like that whole scenario, like it, it wasn't actually like a dude, but like the Aerosmith video for sweet emotions, like that is like the literal plot of that video is like, 
you're calling in, you're thinking you're talking to this hot, sexy woman. And then at the end is like, she hangs up and she's like, like an overweight woman in curlers, ironing and like it's doing the, phone sex. It's the next wave of catfishing, right? It's going to be some, it's like some other, what's, but, what, what are you going to call the next <laughs> the next thing it's AI catfishing, but it's like, it's never like technology has never displaced that. And like only fans is like another version of, I mean, really kind of like the idea of being a, a patron to a woman, be or a sex worker or an entertainer or whatever. And like, this is a concept that goes back like decades and like centuries. We can go all the way back anyway. It, it's but again like you are paying for that idea and we kind of touched on this with like when we talked about amareth and the idea that she had to keep her marriage secret because she had to maintain that veneer of availability yeah and in, to and, the men who are paying her and in east asia it's a contractual obligation for like idols in korea and japan mm -hmm. to remain single or you know you know if it if they if they aren't you know but they can't hide it that's it you're done. You're done, son. Right. And that's the idea of the parasocial relationship is that you have to present yourself in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think it's rep I don't think it's reprehensible that whatever the fuck her name is uh, takes naked pictures of herself and puts it on OnlyFans and gets money for it. I don't find that reprehensible at all. What I find <laughs> reprehensible is that she puffs out her chest and she goes, a machine could never exploit the loneliness of men though, as well as I can. It's like... <laughs> You know and, what well, I mean? Like, I, I know. I think she's right. But, like, I mean, but first of all, I first of all, again, I think she overestimates what kind of personality she has that a chat GPT can't replace, right? Because again, she's not a bubbly person. They people want to feel like they're talking to a real person. She, it's, she's not interesting. She there's nothing to distinguish. The problem is there's nothing to distinguish her specifically from any other. I mean, there are some who well, have some kind of. I say maybe she's more interesting the more money you give her. I don't know. <laughs> and I said I'm going to ask this here too because I thought that was a good point. Just I mean, it's not not to address her replacement by AI, but I'm like if your if your tits are fake. Like, how can you blast an AI for being fake if, like, you, you look the way you do because you had surgery? Well, I mean, on that level, no. But, I mean, as far as, like, thinking that, like, AI-generated porn is going to replace real porn, like, I feel like we've gone through this so many times through, like, my lifetime, even stretching back past that, like – it, it's it's still never been replaced there will always be i mean there will always be uh room for everything right uh, i i the thing i hope replaces only fan e-girls uh and stuff is a healthier society <laughs> that you know what i mean like that's the thing i want to rep i want the thing i want uh, as a replacement to to OnlyFans girls is a is an actual utopia because that's not what this is, right? I just want something where I can make that kind of money while not actually working for anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you, you. I, I, I everybody wants to talk about it. It's like um, they do it because there's a fuck ton of money in it. Yeah, but again, like I said, don't. I, it's to I, I the thing I find disgusting is people who take pride in the fact that what they're doing is gross. Just put your head down and make millions of dollars and shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear how proud you are that you're lying to people. 
you know, that you're lying to lonely people, that you're filling, that you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, leeching off the teat of the fact that our society is full of like people who are lonely and have no human connection. Don't take pride in that. Fucking pretend that you're doing something else. Pretend that you're a thief. I'd have more respect for you if I thought you were like robbing banks than robbing uh, people who are, you know, like robbing people's loneliness, you fucking emotional vampire. Fuck you. Like, again, it's not about the sex. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a social moralist. Like, I don't find it. I don't find it shocking that people, you know, that somebody wants to be naked online and that people want to pay for that. It's that, it's that idea of like, look how good I am at being awful. I mean, at the same time, it's a two way street. Like you don't make money unless somebody's willing to give you money. And if you're providing something that somebody wants, I mean, I don't know why. Like I, said, I mean, just don't, I, I mean just, if, just don't, just don't take pride in it. Just don't take, just do it away. Just do it somewhere away. The thing you're doing is, like I said, I don't think it should be banned, but I think it's something dirty and it, it sh it's something that you should be embarrassed to do. Do it again, make lots of money doing it. Go buy a Ferrari in the house. And then when people say like, what do you do for a living? Go like, I trade, I day trade. We can agree to disagree on this. One. <laughs> okay. I just, and again, like I said, it's not about the content. It could be something totally wholesome. It's the idea that you're selling somebody a false hope that they like somehow have a chance with you or that you're somehow that you know or care about them. That's the thing I don't like. It's not the sexualization. If again, if it was she, if she, if she was just sitting there demurely and like, I don't know, reading books in a British accent, I would also find it disgusting. It's the sexiness. I don't give a shit. Like again, it's, I come from the world of streaming and gaming and that it's, that's all super prevalent there. Right. And so it's kind of like to bring it back to the idea of having like a fake persona. That is really the problem. And we didn't get to talk about this when it came up because like a bunch of other stuff happened. But remember back when Ned Folson was canceled off of Try Guys? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. The, yeah. the, that family. Yeah, oh, my former. God. Yeah. Their apology video was amazingly fake. It was it's, so phony. I loved it. it. It it was, and this was just such an amazing example of this that I I really did want to bring it up because this is like the most like balls out example. So anyway, Ned Fulmer. Um, okay, kind of back it up a little bit. Try guys. Yeah, that's like a you, family dad YouTube, channel. Yeah, YouTube channel dudes doing things, whatever. Fulmer was a wife guy. Which is, a, again, a thing that I absolutely caution people against, which is integrating your personal life entirely with your, like, front-facing Yeah, wasn't that the persona. meme? Or didn't they have, like, montage videos of how often he would say, my wife, my wife, my right, wife? Right, right. He yeah. was a wife guy. And so it came out that, well, it, it's adorable how they kind of tried to phrase it. It's like, he had a consensual relationship with a coworker. He cheated on his wife. And so what happened is, so the fans found out about this and they literally unpersoned his ass. Like they cut all ties with him. He was like that dude in the Stalin photo, right? It was just he, uh, literally it's like Marty McFly in the alternate universe. Just, literally, they <laughs> just literally from the photo. They literally took video that they had in the can and hadn't released yet 
and deleted him from the fucking videos. Yeah, it's like, no, there's 15 people in here. I was going to say, I was going to make the most obscure reference ever. But, you know, <laughs> now that they mentioned Brandon Sanderson on uh, Jeopardy. Oh, my God. I was going to say, because uh, in, uh, in Brandon Sanderson's uh, Stormlight Archive, there's someone who, for whatever reason, we're not going to get into it, uh, uh, can't remember his own wife's name. And every time somebody says it, he hears like a... It's like censored in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like that. Like they go back and like they beep out. By the way, speaking of awful AI shit, they're going to be able to do that. They're going to be able to like change your mouth dialogue so that you're never speaking the person's name anymore. Like that's scary. Um, uh, but anyway, back yeah, to yeah, the story. Yeah. Go, go. So we have to circle. Hold on. I got to write something because we're going to have to circle back. Okay. So anyway, so it comes out that he was cheating on his wife. He was a wife guy. And so obviously just like how if you're a Twitch streamer who's like, oh my God, I'm totally against the objectification of women and I don't stand for that and I don't allow this in my chat and I ban people. Um, if you're a wife guy, you can't be busted cheating on your wife. So what Try Guys ended up doing was, like I said, they basically unpersoned him. They deleted him from videos that were going to be coming out. Any videos that they couldn't delete him out of, they literally just scrapped the videos. They cut all ties with him, all associations, basically kicked him out of the corporation that they had and issued this five-plus-minute apology video apologizing for what, I don't know. None of them did anything wrong. But again, this is uh, when you, again, the parasocial relationship situation. You should where, watch. You should watch that video. It's like it's like it's, a hostage video. It's insane. They're it's, reading. They're reading off something, and it's in a in a in a weird cadence that's clearly fake. It's really weird to watch. Right. And so the whole point of it was that they needed to cut ties with him asap and put this video out to save the brand. Which again, the parasocial relationship of you've built this brand where you've presented yourselves as these certain sort of dudes. And then if you're not, if you're not that guy, you're actually not. Then all of a sudden it's a huge fucking issue. You've got to do all of this stuff to basically try to maintain as much of your fan base as humanly possible. Because again, your parasocial relationship is, it's, it's not even everything in social media. It's the only thing. Like this is literally how you make your name. If you get to a certain point, this is how you make your money. You cannot be caught out there being somebody other than who you've presented yourself to be. And so that's how we get situations like this. And the question is, what is what's is what's going to happen? Because one or one of two things is going to happen because of this, meaning like over time. One is that only people who really are squeaky clean mm. will all fall into these positions or it'll be that slowly but surely squeaky cleanliness will be less of a thing that people aspire for because they're like i don't want to build my brand on this because then if i slip up one time i'm fucked you know like maybe right. that'll be a thing um, I, I would like that to be a thing but yeah i don't know i the thing the thing that is always odd to me is that i i just I never fell into that trap. I feel like I like people's content a lot, but I never feel like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm friends with them. It's funny because it, it, it did kind of happen to me at some point in my mm -hmm. life, but that was like pre-internet and not like a totally different situation. But, um, uh, but 
Here's another element, for example, because we have to mention this because we're talking about parasocial or whatever. And another YouTube channel, Shafferlass, which had a horrible story, right? It's a channel that's run by three kids, a guy, a, his best friend, and his brother. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, all guys in their early to mid-20s uh, got in a car crash. And two, the two, two, of them the died. two, yeah, two of them died. And the third one was like critically injured. The, the third is like the main guy. He's the guy who does the the narrations and stuff, but there it's like a three person operation. Again, one like one point seven million subscribers on mm -hmm. YouTube, something like that. A channel that I definitely know knew about. Uh, but yeah, if you go read, and yeah, fans of theirs who are fans of theirs, meaning like they hang out with them on their Discord all the time. We've talked right. about this. We've talked about how 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 the because parasocial stuff always existed, but now. You're hanging out in somebody's Discord. You feel like they're your friend, right? Right, like you know this person. Right. And now these people are fucking dead, right? How are you supposed to process that? Because you don't actually – you know what I mean? Like you don't know their address that to send something to. Like you feel like your friend died, but in a way like there are things that you would do if your actual friend died that you could do to participate in the grief, to express your grief that now you kind of can't. It's a, it's a, it's not a, it's not a good situation. Like I actually feel really bad for people who, yeah, like kind of knew quote unquote, kind of knew them online and now don't know how to process the, the loss from it. It's a, it, it's a, it's a weird social phenomenon. Yeah. Because like you, you feel like, and maybe on some level you are a part of this person's life, but when it really comes down to it, like you're not going to their funeral because you're not like their actual IRL friend and you're not like invited to that kind of stuff. So it, it is kind of like a weird situation. And again, like, and it's not just about, you know, Twitch streamers and stuff like that. I mean, we can go down this whole rabbit hole with like people on Twitter, including certain people that just start GoFundMes for their missing cats. Um, yep. But yeah, it's it's all about presenting a certain kind of image and crafting a certain sort of persona. And people feel like they know you, but in reality, like I said, you only really know what we choose to show you or how we choose to present ourselves. And even like Noam and I, like we don't craft a persona on the internet, but I mean, like we do have things that we don't talk about publicly, like I mean, I, when I was married, I didn't like, I, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't husband girl. Like, I mean, if you knew, you knew, like, I didn't like never mention who I was married to, but it wasn't like a central part of like my public identity or my like front facing persona. Yeah. I noticed by the way that, uh, people assume that because I share a lot that, that that what I don't share doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, people right. Think like they, they know because you share a lot. People assume you share everything. Right. And that's, it's, it, that is not true. And therefore they think they have like a complete image of something because if I didn't tweet it, then it probably didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like someone would say to me like, Oh, you're definitely not married. Cause you would have tweeted about it if you got married. And I'm like, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. How would you know? Right. There's their ass entire aspects of my life that I never tweet about. It. I used to, when I was deeply, deeply anonymous, like 10 years ago, all I would tweet about is how much I hated my job. Right. And often, uh, like, uh, like women problems, but I would like, I would sad post a lot and I would like really badly depression post. And it was really embarrassing 
one some of the main reasons I deleted my old tweets were because I was kind of embarrassed by them. Not see, now he just texts me. Yes, <laughs> I love my job. Shut up. Um, you do love your job, actually. Yes, I. That, that's true. That, that it's actually e- it's actually easy to not complain about your job when you're you you're not you're not miserable at your job. Right. <laughs> but um, but uh, uh uh uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, about like the things that you used to post versus the things like you post now. All right. And right. So, and yeah. And so like, I don't, there are like entire aspects of my life that I don't talk about at all. And so then people think, you know, they don't exist. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, like I said, the world of, of internet drama of like content creator drama is amazing because it is a space that is at the same time, like super, super sensitive to like cancel culture stuff and full of people who like do all of that shit on the sly. Right. right? That's a very weird concoction and it's very volatile. And that's why people there. That's why like being a drama tuber is like a full-time job for people. So people's literal income is like, I just talk about YouTuber drama every day and it's like wait how do you what what if there's nothing to talk about tomorrow it's like oh um, <laughs> yeah that, that's like that's like if we ever woke up and be like oh, i don't know what we're gonna make a podcast forget about today. us it'd be like, like i don't know cnn like what npr is gonna go off there tomorrow if there's a slow news day of course not like don't figure it there's out no, right? there's never such a thing as a slow news day. yeah oh no there's always there's always uh because because yeah, because for example, because this story isn't over yet. Like, because yesterday, the day before, we would talk about Atrock. Yesterday, we talk about Atrock. Now, there's the whole like Ethan Klein laughed at the video of the of QT Cinderella crying over that website, and now people are going after Ethan Klein. It's it all turns into like a snowball because it's like, wow, did you hear what this streamer said about that streamer, and what this streamer said about what this streamer said about that streamer? It like it all goes down. It's like uh, turtles all the way down. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's TMZ for Zoomers. Yeah. It's, yeah, TMZ for gamers. I mean, this, some of this is is not exactly gaming content, but you know, it overlaps heavily because of. Twitter. Which, well, and also, I mean, people are going after Ethan for laughing at the video because, again, uh, you crafted this image of you being like super progressive, caring dude. And like now you're laughing at this video of a girl who's talking about how upset she is by finding out that like there's deep fake porn of her out there. And like, like somebody that she felt was her friend watched it like why you, Why the fuck are you laughing at that? Ethan, That's not funny. Ethan is even worse because his brand was actually that he was reformed because early on, Ethan was the kind of person who would laugh at a thing like this, who would say the N word a lot on his show. Yes, there are. There is a video of this. <laughs> he used to be like an edgy. I don't give a fuck. I'll make fun of stuff. And he reformed, quote unquote, every, which fine, fine. Every damn time. Yeah, we talk about this. We, we talk about the channel awesome people and how everybody in bread tube, Lindsay Ellis mm-hmm. and all those people, they all used to joke about make rage songs about rape and all that kind of stuff you go watch old channel awesome stuff like all these people who are now super progressive and super cancel culture used to make edgy content and so now they're like oh yes that puts me in the position where i can and so ethan now but the problem with ethan is that he's now like one of these offendy offendy people but then like every five minutes he'll say like oh ben shapiro needs to be sent to the gas chambers or something like that like he you know and then he'll, well you know uh, the right wingers got me banned from youtube again folks 
And so, and so now he can't blame this on right wingers. So he's trying to blame it on his Tourette's. Which I did. I I'm sorry. Is this the first time everybody's hearing about his Tourette's? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm. It's. It's. I, I tread lightly there because because I don't. I don't want. On the one hand, like you don't want to. You know, I like mean, be but, a dick if somebody really has Tourette's. But on the other hand, like how is how is it that everyone in this fucking world has a thing? that they can pull out where you're not allowed to like make fun of them or criticize them where they go, Oh, sorry. It's my, I have long, that's what long COVID is by the way. Long COVID is just like, <laughs> it's like, a, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot about our lunch date. I have long COVID. Yeah. It's like the, it's going to be like the, it's going to be the catch all excuse. Sorry, I like, forgot about your birthday. I have long COVID. <laughs> um, so it, 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 oh, and so I wanted to say one, one more thing before we quickly do last of us, cause okay. I wanted to circle back to AI stuff. Okay. A couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, interesting pieces of news about AI. Cause AI is very, there's a lot of dread and a lot of like, I, I, I personally, I have no issues with AI. I'm not participating. I don't know if I, I, I think I, this might be the first time I, I reveal this factoid. This is a all crossed out exclusive. Uh, I have not given one uh, byte of input to ChatGPT. I haven't used it one time deliberately because I don't want to. I, I mean, I might at I, some point, but I'm saying like I didn't. I did. I I I just didn't. It's hard for me to to verbalize exactly why I was trying. I thought that I was going to write an article about it, but I still haven't articulated well why not. It's not that I'm afraid of it. There's, it's almost like an uncanny valley, you know, where when Dolly started coming out and mm -hmm. people were like, oh my God, look, it made Bill Gates on a unicycle in Star Wars, right? <laughs> you reach this like level where everything becomes so equally impressive that it then becomes unimpressive, right? You reach, it's almost like you reach like a saturation point of like, okay, I get it, it can do anything, right? And uh, and with ChatGPT, it got a little bit like that. Although now, oddly enough, I went through this phase and now I'm back around to like, okay, now I'm trying to – like our friend Anang mm -hmm. had it plan a vacation itinerary for him. Mm -hmm. He was like, I want to go to Japan for seven days, this that month, this, this. And, and he was like, plan me a seven-day itinerary that doesn't include these two cities or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was said like, get up on this day, go here, go there. I saw an article that someone wrote about how they had chat GPT plan them a dinner party, all the right. recipes and all of that stuff. These are really kind of fun, interesting right. applications. And I do think that at some point, because people, people think it'll, you know, it'll ruin academia or whatever in the same way that, you know, like Google people said, oh, why are you never going to go? People are going to forget how to use the Dewey decimal system, right? <laughs> It's going to be a tool. It's going to be a thing that people use to skeleton, to build a skeleton of what they need is what I think. Meaning someone will be like, hey, ChatGPT, can you write me like a, I don't know, whatever, a, uh, a, uh, like a backbone of a thesis. And then you write out the thesis or whatever, or something like that. Uh, but so two pieces of news. One, uh, the, the company that made ChatGPT, OpenAI, I think it's called, mm -hmm. now announced uh, their subscription service. It's called the ChatGPT Pro. It's 20 bucks a month which is an interesting amount of money. I saw somebody analyze that cost and said it's more than streaming services. He said the idea was that it is, um, it's a high enough price for uh, like um, for tech people to not think that it's just a, a, a lame toy that you would just charge people like a dollar for like an app. But and like yeah. what I, I've, I've not used it 
either like but not intentionally mainly just because i've not like i want to come up with something like cool and funny to put in there and i just haven't yet sure but so what would you pay $20 a month for this to do for you? Well, it depends if you're like, uh, if you're someone, you know, cause some websites are using it for like content creation. Uh, I, like uh, imagine that, imagine something like this. Imagine that you, <laughs> what? That's why Gawker went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you're, you laugh, but I, I, I do, I do. And, and yeah. yeah, like, okay. Yeah. The, the, the the AI is going to create the clickbait now, and I don't know what these other right. people are going to do. Let me put it, let me put it like this: Let's say that you run some kind of company, right, out of uh, I don't know, Romania. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like a tech company, some kind of online website servicing thing, and you need to put out a lot of material for your clients, and it, it's got to be in good English, and nobody in there knows great English, and so you can pay ChatGPT, and you can give it. A thing like okay, I want to put out this or that. Like I, I, I want to be vague oh here, God. but like yeah, like I, I just had like the funniest comment, but I can't even make it on oh. mic because that's like too much like off mic situation. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Because I'm saying like because I, I want to be vague. I don't want to like I don't want to blow up anybody's spot, but like right. there, I there are applications for it. For example, like that for people who who have don't have the ability to write stuff at a, like have the ability to do something at some level, but not to write about it in industry terminology at that level or stuff like that, particularly like internationally, like people who aren't in the United States, for example. Uh, But they have all kinds of stuff like that. But that was exactly the point. The point is like, we're going to charge enough money so that it seems like it's a tool for professionals but also not so much money that not a lot of people it's, can just yeah, do it's it. Inaccessible. It's right. not like it's like a hundred dollars a month. Right. It's interesting. I'm waiting. I once they pair it with some kind of like a Siri type thing, like a voice, good voice recognition mm-hmm. thing, that it'll be a thi- like because like, again, give give me weekend plans or like, okay, I'm not, yeah, because I I I I I've grown fond of voice command in the car. I also use it mm-hmm. for my like smart home stuff. But it's not there quite yet, and I would love to have something that's slightly more contextual to say something like because I'll give an example. I was trying to figure out I was driving from d c to New York, and it was a Sunday, and I wanted to figure out if either the Giants or the Jets were playing at the Meadowlands mm-hmm. because if they were, I was going to run into traffic, and I was in the car, and nothing I asked Siri got me the answer that I wanted. I thought maybe because I, you know, I said like, where are the Jets playing today? And it's, she said, you know, like the Jets are playing the Mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. And I was like, okay, so does that mean they're at the Philadelphia Eagles? But I try, like I tried all kinds of stuff and I couldn't get it to work. Right. This is the kind of application where if you want, yeah, you want to say something like, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, is anybody playing at the Meadowlands today? <laughs> Imagine having a, a personal assistant, for example, and you input to it like uh, uh, your three or four coats and jackets. And you say like, this is about the weather that I like them in or something like that. <laughs> and then you can ask your thing like what, you know, ask your assistant like what jacket should I wear? You know, and it, it'll say like, well, it's windy. And when it's windy, you like this one more than that one. You know, something like that. All kinds of stuff like that. But the other interesting bit of news was that they also released a tool that recognizes if a text was written by an AI. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And that's a thing that a lot of people who are afraid of AI need to understand that as AI gets more complex, it's tools to detect itself get equally complex. And so the more better AI we have, we also have better ways to detect what is AI made. Awesome. And it's like, if you want an analogy, it's the same thing that we've developed with like photo editing or photo retouching, like as the tools to better do that have come about. So have the tools to detect when something has been photoshopped or something's been FaceTimed or something has been deep faked or something, anything like that. So it, it like the technologies always develop alongside each other, but, but I, I guess we need to, yeah, I, we, uh, I mean, I, we can, you know what we can, we can, yeah, yeah. We, can we can table it. Cause we're going to talk about it on, on but, ambitious crossover attempt anyway. We could just keep talking about this a little bit and we're going to, well, I, mean, I do want to mention the last of us just briefly, because I, there's, a, there's so much to unpack in this stuff. The, the, the episode itself, the reactions. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. We both agree. It was good. <laughs> it was, I, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, I think I said to you, I think I, there was, uh, 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 I haven't seen an episode of TV be this discussed, like as an episode of TV since San Junipero, which was like the season three episode. Yeah. Of like Black the Mirror. episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. It's won all the awards and stuff. It was also mega gay. Well, and it also like, and and like I said, when we were discussing it, it it touches on a lot of the same issues of like love and death and afterlife and all of that good stuff. But it's like, there's, there's, I, there's a lot to unpack here. And I kind of do want to give it more time because like the reactions to it obviously are just as much of a story as the actual episode itself. But I would just like to go ahead and point out to everybody. Um, Bill's gay in the video game. And I don't know why everybody doesn't seem to understand that. Yeah. It's, so it's I was like, they made it gay. I'm like, it was gay. You dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> like he's gay. Like they didn't. And that's also it. not the only gay in this franchise. No, gonna, which yeah, that's yeah, also a spoiler alert. But yeah, but again, it's that it's, I mean, I, I laughed extremely uh, hard at anybody who was like, "Oh, Last of Us is what Last of Us was always woke. It was I, always a woke story." Well, I mean, and even like, okay, so in the video game, like obviously we do find out that Bill is gay and Frank did exist in his world, and the way you find it out in the video game is much more horrific than the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I at least we weren't introduced to Frank when he was like, you know, um swinging from the ceiling. I yeah, mean, that's... Jen, uh, Jen saw a really good, uh, nice. a really good description of the the difference between mm-hmm. the show and the video game, which is that video game Bill got the bad ending, and right. show because... Bill got the good ending. <laughs> right, because like in video games now, like the way it, they're they're sophisticated enough now that to where like the way you play the game, like your character can usually either have like. A good ending, a neutral ending, or a bad ending. This was Bill's good ending. Like if this is this would be like okay if we were in the game, and Bill runs across Frank and he's down there in like (laughs) the booby trap, and if he would have just shot Frank there, then you know Bill Bill would get the bad ending. I had yeah, no, I had a, I had a, but he didn't. So now he got the good ending. I was like, we collected all of the little widgets. I don't know. We collected 50 years. And and so we got the good ending. And that's another comparison I made is that like, people are mad at this because like, Oh, it doesn't contribute to the plot. I'm like, 
first off, yes, it does, because it actually does fulfill the role that the whole idea of going and meeting Bill in the first place, the whole reason why Joel and Ellie went there in the first place, this does actually fulfill that particular requirement to move the plot line forward. Second of all, it's this is kind of like a side quest where like, okay, do you necessarily need to do all the side quests to finish a game? Why? No. Why are people's but... attention span so broken? Why, like, first of all, by the way, here's an interesting stat. Do you know how much screen time Joel and Ellie had in this episode? Like, maybe five? Maybe. Okay, so we start the episode with them. We get there. So that was about maybe five-ish minutes before we go into the flashback. And then we pick them back up at the end where... I mean, I, I, I don't even know if we even need to do spoiler alerts at this point, but I, I, I won't, I won't tell you where okay. we pick them back okay. up again. But anyway, yeah. so they wanna, come back, yeah. they come bu- back in at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. And so you want to ballpark it? I, I'm, I'm going to say ten. Twenty-seven minutes of screen time. Really? Yes. Wow. Right? Like they, they spend a full. People are like, "Where's Joel and Ellie?" So it's literally half the damn episode. It's- Damn Holy shit. I know, right? It sort of totally breaks here because of how it's broken up. But also, like, we're like, where's Joel and Ellie? This doesn't advance their story. It, it literally advances their story. It literally advances it in the way that it does in the fucking video game. But, Please stop. Well, people. but also I explained there's a there's a uh, 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 there's a movie called Lord of War, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Nicolas Cage. And the opening scene of that uh, movie is brilliant. It's uh, it's the life of a bullet, mm-hmm. right? From its production, the factory. It's like the camera is like uh, focused on like one bullet. It's really you should like YouTube it or something like that. Uh, and it just shows all of the time or whatever, and all yeah. of the end until it gets shot out of a gun in a war or whatever. Exactly. Like yeah. Uh, and this felt super a, great intro, right? And and like I said, this to me, this felt like an entire digression to make. Bill's advice to Joel more meaningful and that's, because because someone said to me, oh, they could have just done that in 10 minutes. And I said, yeah, but then you would have gotten up and not this. Like, right. You would have gotten the beginning of up. And so could have I, I, I again, but, I don't want to blow up anybody's spot, but I like I really sometimes these criticisms just don't make sense to me. Like the idea of oh. like it didn't advance their story, <laughs> but like why you're you're. I think a lot of criticism is about something else. Entirely. No, 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 well, no, because the person I, the person I was, I'm talking, I'm, the person I have in mind when I'm saying this yeah. loved the episode, and he, but he said he said like he said like as an episode of television it was great. I just don't understand why it was necessary to it, do it so long and in this part. And I, and I was it, like, it okay, but like, did. but why? I, I don't know. I also I'm, think that I also think that people have almost like an inflated sense or a, a, a restricted sense of this being. The story of Joel and Ellie, because that's the game. It it hasn't been the story of Joel and Ellie thus far. It's kind of now it's gonna be, because before that it was it's because it started as a story of Joel, right? Mm-hmm. Then it became the story of Joel and Tess. Then it became the story of Joel and Tess and Ellie, and now it was the story of Bill and and uh, and uh, Frank, and now. After this, the end of this episode is where like Joel and Ellie are truly on their way 
as Joel and Ellie, right? You can't, it's like people look at Zelda 2 and are like, wow, it was a big departure from the series. It was like, no, it wasn't. There was, there were two games at the time. One was Zelda 1 and one was Zelda 2 and they were both very different, right? right. Only later can you look back at it and be like, you know what I mean? I have a feeling this show will kind of jump all over for its entire time. And this will be its character. It will tell a bigger story than just following these two because that's what a video game does. Think about that's the thing. Ultimately, the genius of this show in terms of its adaptation is that more than almost any other that I can think of, like I said, it thought, what what can a show bring to the table that a game can't do? And then let's do those things, right? The game has lots of content that we can draw on, a lot of lines of dialogue that are the same, and a lot of like scenes that play out kind of the same way. But what can't it do? What could the, what could have benefited the game but like it couldn't do? Well, stuff like a fucking half-hour digression to understand what happened to side characters, for instance. Right. And I, I feel like I've made this point to the point of being a broken record, but I will keep doing it. There and, and like I've I've made this point about like the cold opens, which we didn't get in episode three, but when you're playing a video game, like there's certain things that you don't necessarily need to flesh out because it, it genuinely doesn't matter to gameplay. But when you're watching a show, there's certain things that you do need to kind of flesh out for the audience for the sake of like you're watching a TV show. So you want to know like how how did this happen? How did that happen? Who was patient zero? Where did this start? Where did we go? And so in this episode, we also did get like the very brief encapsulated version from Joel of how Cordyceps basically ruined the entire world in the space of a weekend. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah. my, my point in comparing this to kind of like a side quest in a video game is that, okay, you do a side quest and it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable, and you get... Maybe a doodad that helps you out later, or in this case, you get a piece of lore that helps make the entirety of the game and the general plot line kind of hang together a little better. And in this episode, we find out, I mean, not just, you know, the ballad of Bill and Frank, but we also find out, like, how Joel and Tess even came to know them in the first place. And it's a very funny conversation. Yes. But I mean, it, it's, it's a, it, again, it's, it's a world building exercise where you're, you're showing, okay. And, and you're, you're showing like, where did all this come from? Like, where did, how, how did this and how did that? And how does Joel even know Bill in the first place? And what happened here and what happened there? Like I said, things that don't necessarily make any kind of difference to you if you're playing a video game but if you're watching a show it's like good to know yes like yes i liked i because again i liked that it showed in that one small scene in that small garden party scene it showed <laughs> you uh you know a how long joel and tess have been together b like like you said they're smug it showed you like what they're doing and how they know what they're doing and it also shows you that joel is both smart and tough in that one scene where he's like, you know, I think we can, uh, I think we can help each other out and get that gun uh, and, out of my face. He doesn't you know, even like, uh, you know, uh, so there's good. Raiders out there and uh, your, your security fence there is looking a little long in the tooth. I can, I can get you some aluminum wire, fix that sucker up for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, and he Go says, on. no, no. He <laughs> says last year, the rest of your life. Yeah. Lives. And then he looks towards the house and says, lives. Like, you're going to – that was so great. That was great. There's so many just, like, 
offhand great moments in this uh, episode that it just like it annoys me that people are annoyed about certain parts about this. Yeah. Because of the gay. The I gay. Get, it's fine. I Why get are it. they gay? Because they were fucking gay in the damn fucking video game. I get people. it. If, 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 two, if two bearded men kissing and uh, it makes you uncomfortable. And also if you're not a fan of uh, assisted suicide, I guess you could say. Spoiler uh, alert. Whatever. I, that whatever. <laughs> we spoke about this. We'll talk about it on. on yeah. We'll yeah, talk but, about the intersection of politics and media and why. Right. Because I want to unpack this a little more because yeah. like some of the reactions have really just annoyed me. Yeah. Although, again, like I said, I think there's a case to be made to say like this. This show promotes values that are not my own. And I think that it would have been a better. But again, what, it, something doesn't have to mirror my values for me to enjoy it. Yeah. I, th I also think that, again, with the idea of like, whatever, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because yeah, in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, the math is a little different. Right. And like, this is like, if we ever get around to doing like a Substack or a Patreon, like this is going to be the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have these do, discussions. Yeah. We're, we're going to want to do like maybe small, like paywalled things where we just like drill down on a very specific thing and just ran about it and nothing else, you know, do, do kind of focus little uh, bullshit like that. Anyway, I think uh, we're just about done uh, with this uh, episode of all crossed out. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure speaking to y'all always um, Oscars. It's going to be fun. I don't know. We'll talk about that as it's a coming up Super Bowls. Uh, the, the the sports balls. Like I, I say that I actually am not like ignorant of how sports works. Yes, Any I believe it's uh, the 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 Eagles from the city of Philadelphia <laughs> playing the uh, who won? Is it the the Forty Nine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason why that's funny, but y'all don't know about that because again. There are certain things that we don't discuss publicly, parasocial relationships. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you like that tie-in? Can't edit that out, too. <laughs> this is live, folks. <laughs> Do the plug. Do the plugs. Yes. Quickly. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, you know where to find us here. Wednesday nights, 8.30 Eastern. Um, yeah. You always join us here. You already know that. Um, our main pod, Ambitious Crossover Attempt, drops on Monday mornings. You can find it on all your podcast catchers, you know, Amazon, Audible, Google, Apple, all that good stuff. Um, you can find us on Twitter at AMBXOVER. You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at JenMonroe.substack.com. I am Neon Taster on Twitter and also YouTube.com slash Neon Taster and Twitch.tv slash Neon Taster. And that's about it. Thank you very much, Jen. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you on Monday, I guess. Good night, all. Bye. Bye.